This is Still Standing with Michael Caputo, episode 59. Coming up on today's show, the Roger Stone sentencing. What a trip. All that and more on the way on Still Standing. No talking points. No spin. It's politics you can't put down. This is Still Standing with Michael Caputo. Hi, welcome back to Still Standing. This is Michael Caputo. Thanks a lot for listening in. I really appreciate it. Just got back to Buffalo from Washington, D.C. I I just have learned not to like Washington, I guess. I can last about a day, day and a half there, but after two or three days, it really starts getting under my skin. It's mostly the people, actually, but I think it's also my real fundamental, you know, to the marrow level disappointment in uh, the American government that has dissipated so much, uh, especially under the years of Barack Obama. And now we're stuck in this tar pit uh, that he poured for all of us. Uh, I can't stand Washington. Uh, I'm back now. I I was there for Roger Stone's sentencing in front of Judge Amy Berman Jackson. And I'm, you know, obviously... As you probably know, Roger was uh, sentenced to 40 months in prison in a mixture of concurrent sentences for uh, a guilty verdict on seven counts of uh, criminal charges, including lying to Congress, obstruction, uh, as well as uh, witness tampering, which is a freaking joke. Uh, but I went through the entire trial, as you probably, you know, I don't know if you know this. Roger's my my closest, one of my closest friends. I've known him for 30 plus years. I, when I was very young, he was my boss. Um, used to drive him around. You know, uh, he and I have worked on innumerable projects together, most of them campaigns. Uh, we especially were work, worked on a lot of non-candidate campaigns, you know, issue referenda and stuff. That's the kinds of things that Roger was involved in in recent years before the bogus Russia investigations took all of us out, shot us all in the head. Uh, Roger is the last victim of the Russia hoax, the last. And we know now that the Russia hoax, the Russia investigations, the accusations of Trump campaign uh, conspiring with the Kremlin in order to defeat Hillary Clinton, that canard, that complete lie, that absolute leftist fantasy. We know that that was started illegally. A 17 different lies to the FISA court, which signed off on these search warrants uh, to basically spy upon Carter Page. Uh, these FISA warrants are, you get everything. You get everything. You get you know, data, phone, records, emails. You, you, As long as they can get to it, they can take it. And they got that permission by lying 17 times, and nobody paid a price for it, by the way. And those 17 times, those 17 instances, those 17 crimes were uh, highlighted by an Obama appointee. So as we know, Obama appointees, 
uh, more so than any president that I know in my lifetime, uh, they were appointed for with blind fealty uh, to the president that they served, President Barack Obama. But even an Obama appointee, the inspector general of the Department of Justice, came up with 17 lies. Lies. They These lawyers, under penalty of perjury, under penalty of losing their license to practice law, lied to the judge to get this whole bogus investigation started. And Roger Stone is at the very end of all of that witch hunt. They came after dozens and dozens of families. After a time, including my family, I had to testify before the House, the Senate, and the Mueller team. Not No good actors in any part of this. None. Uh, these investigators were all top to bottom, just motivated by politics and only politics and did not care that they destroyed dozens of families, including mine. Roger Stone was at the end of that persecution. Uh, about a year into this persecution, it became very clear that they were going for Roger. They got Manafort on crimes that had nothing to do with the president of the United States or his campaign in 2016. Nothing. Zero. Zip. Nada. Nichivo. Nothing. Other people, no crimes that involved the president of the United States. No crimes that really had a bearing on the campaign itself. No associates of Donald Trump conspired with Russia at all, including... Roger Stone, the whole premise of this, illegal from the beginning, was about finding proof of coordination between the Trump campaign and the Kremlin or agents of the Kremlin and agents of the campaign, which included Roger Stone, who is a longtime friend of the president of the United States. When I sat there in the sentencing yesterday, Judge Amy Berman Jackson read, first of all, uh, even though the Department of Justice superseded the filing, the previous filing of a recommendation of seven to nine years, god-awful, absolute overreach by the prosecution team, which lied to their superiors and added what they call you know, sentencing enhancements so that Roger's score would add up to, add up to seven to nine years. When the Department of Justice, the superiors, the bosses of these resistance uh, 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 prosecutors, two of them out of the Mueller investigation who were prosecuting Roger Stone, called for seven to nine after they told their superiors they would not ask for seven to nine. So their superiors came in and stomped on them like they should because, that you know, listen, the, the notion that the Attorney General of the United States bar, that he could not somehow supervise his department is stupid this whole premise of the hand wringing on the cable shows this is what bothers me about this hand wringing it's so staged and dramatic it's so everybody who does it knows that they are lying to the people i've sat at these tables on cnn and msnbc as the people you know wring their hands over things like this Oh, Attorney General Barr is interfering in the department that he supervises. Give me a break. You're not honest. You're a liar. I don't care if you're a journalist or if you're a, an on-air host or, a, or a, an, a 
you know, a paid or unpaid analyst on television, people quoted in the newspaper. If you're wringing your hands over Attorney General Barr supervising his department and and slapping down Mueller prosecutors and resistance prosecutors who lied to their superiors, submitted 79 years instead of a lower sentence. If you think A.G. Barr is not allowed to do that, if it's not part of his duty to supervise his department, you're a liar. You're, you're lying to the people of the United States. You're doing it because you are partisan, because you are in favor of the Democrats or a Democrat, and you hate Donald Trump, and nobody should listen to you. And the people who are from the media, who are listening to my podcast, you know who you are. I'm not going to call anybody out by name, but there are people are lying through this process, lying. A Washington Post reporter in a story that was featured by all their social media platforms, said that Donald Trump tweeted, and then A.G. Barr reacted by striking down the 79 and coming in with a recommendation of something lower. That reporter knows who she is. I tweeted at her, and she never answered. That is a lie. That's not what went down. And nobody serious who's following this story says that that, that was the order. Barr started moving on uh, moving against a seven to nine recommendation uh, in the day before, late at night, 12 after midnight, Donald Trump tweeted about the absolutely horrendous seven to nine year sentence. Barr first, Trump second. The Washington Post reporter flipped it, so it sounds like Donald Trump was instructing A.G. Barr through Twitter, interfering, lies. And I confronted the reporter, and she didn't correct it. Lies. All of you wringing your hands over A.G. Barr's interfering in his own department. Liar. You know you're a liar. Well, Amy Berman Jackson, in her long preamble before she's sentenced, after upholding all of the sentencing enhancements except for two that the prosecution team was forced to resign over, Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, it's a joke. The Department of Justice is a charade. It's a charade. Our American Department of Justice is so broken that there's only one way to clean it out. A fire hose. Flamethrower. Judge Amy Berman Jackson appointed to the bench by Barack Obama, who is reliably, reliably came in really hard on every Trump associate in her long preamble before her sentencing of Roger Stone, said that, that Roger Stone was prosecuted because he was covering up for President Donald Trump. Lie. Absolute lie. And, you know, Amy Berman Jackson, I've had mixed opinions about her, frankly, because some of the stuff she did seemed to be, you know, uh, showing some legal, you know, uh, judicial restraint, but this statement that Roger Stone was somehow, somehow covering up for President Trump—that is absolutely a lie. A lie. It was never even brought up in the trial. Ron, D- Donald Trump's the content of their conversations wasn't at issue. They didn't know what the contents of the conversations were. When they asked Roger, Roger said it had nothing to do with WikiLeaks, which is what this was all about, trying to present a a connection between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin via Roger Stone and WikiLeaks. It's a joke, people. 
It's a joke. And the Judge Amy Berman Jackson, appointee of Barack Obama, the fact that she thought it was okay for her in her sentencing speech, because that's what it was, that Roger Stone was was investigated because he was covering up for President Donald Trump. It's a joke. But see, she wasn't uh, this. It was an interesting day, a very interesting day, because Jackson, I thought she was going deep on Roger. I'm sitting there next to some of Roger's friends, and I'm sitting with my friend Lynn, who's from my hometown here or in Buffalo, New York. Um, we went to high school together at Hamburg High School, and we went to Washington at the same time, not together. Uh, she worked for Jack Kemp, and I did too. I adore her and her family. I stay with them when I go to Washington, especially during stone trial events, because Lynn goes every day too. She loves Roger. Used to be Roger Stone's personal assistant, his gatekeeper. And uh, we're sitting there. We're you know elbowing each other, trying not to get kicked out while we're communicating. And when she said that, we were like, what? Are you kidding me? Roger Stone tried to cover up for the president of the United States. It's a lie. And we know that Amy Berman Jackson has a very partisan view of the law. We know it. We know it by the things she's done uh, in uh, sitting in judgment of the uh, Russia investigation. We know that. But to lie about the real reason, Roger, I think even though that by itself is not grounds for a mistrial, uh, 40 months, 40 months, uh, they made the case for seven to nine. Uh, Amy Berman Jackson discussed every single enhancement with the defense and the prosecution, new prosecutors, totally new prosecutors, led by an attorney, the same attorney who signed off on the declination to prosecute Andrew McCabe the FBI uh, uh, deputy director who lied several times and was recommended for prosecution by the FBI, declined to prosecute him. Now he's the new replacement prosecutor with Roger Stone, who was prosecuted for the same things that he dismissed charges against Andrew McCabe, right? It's so circular. But, you know, they built that case. She defended and the prosecution defended the what what their superiors, superiors, what their bosses called exaggerated and overdrawn, overblown, and it's, it's, it's way too long of a sentence. They defended that sentence on every individual charge that added up to seven to nine, except clipping off one sentencing enhancement. Won't go into which one. It's very technical stuff, but you know, they had a 14 score for Roger for lack of a better word. That was the score that was going to determine what his sentence would be at 14. It was three to five, but by adding sentencing enhancements through slate of hand and prosecutorial misconduct, they got it up to 29 points and the judge and the new prosecution assigned by the department of justice after the other prosecutors had to resign. They defended it all the way up to 27. They wanted it to go all the way to 29. Still, for some reason, I could not believe that the Department of Justice, who had added an, uh, an additional filing saying that the prosecutors asked for 7 to 9, it's way too much, we recommend much less. Still, they sent in new prosecutors who defended 7 to 9. Understand that, ladies and gentlemen. What 
AG Barr wanted to happen, what the leadership of the Department of Justice wanted to happen at the sentencing did not happen. They sent in new prosecutors who dismissed the charges against Andrew McCabe to then argue for seven to nine. I I couldn't believe it. Amy Berman Jackson allowed 27 of the 29 points, which brought it up to, I think, five to seven years, not seven to nine. 27 sentencing enhancement, uh, 17 sentencing enhancements brought in, brought 14 up to 27, seven to nine dropped from down to five to seven. And then Amy Berman Jackson and Jackson, after this long preamble describing exactly why she's doing it, basically gave Roger three, uh, years in prison plus four months. Now, it's an interesting combination that she's she pulled here. Very interesting. She didn't. I I turned to my friend in the in the jury, or I'm sorry, in the in the gallery where we were sitting. I said she's going deep. And this reporter from Courthouse News turned to me and said, "What do you mean she's going deep?" I said, "She's going deep. She's going to charge him seven to nine. And my friend sitting there it sounds like seven. It sounds like nine, right? Well, she, then she went three and, and four months. Uh, I was uh, my prediction before we went in there was forty, and it came down on forty exactly. I, I frankly just guessed, but I thought she wasn't going to go deep, and she wasn't going to go light. The, pro, the the defense wanted just uh, uh, just probation. Of course, most defense attorneys ask for probation only. Oh, that wasn't going to happen. I thought she wasn't going to do seven or nine. She's going to do forty, and I said that to all the reporters. What do you think? I think forty. This is before the hearing. Then I thought she's defending all these sentencing enhancements and then brought it down under that. So what she was doing with the help of the new prosecutors who defended the previous prosecutors is proving that the previous prosecutors request for seven to nine was righteous and that the department of justice, you know, unsaid basically saying the department of justice overstepped the, the seven to nine is righteous, but I'm not going to give them seven to nine. I'm going to give him 40 months. Thank you, Judge Amy Berman Jackson, who for only giving 40 months. But we know what you were doing there. You're trying to say, I could go deep, but I'm not. Those prosecutors who quit were right. And she did that with the help of the new prosecutors. The Department of Justice is still absolutely anti-Trump. No question. Ladies and gentlemen, it was, I sat there just looking at the floor because it went on and on and on and on and on, on and on and on and on and on. Um, and uh, uh, once she said 40, I, I kind of understood. I got it. You know, I understood. I understood why, right? And I, I have a guy that I talk with on on social media, a very good guy, um, uh, a, a former U.S. attorney. I believe, or assistant U.S. attorney, prosecutor, federal prosecutor. And he says to me in, in a direct message, 40 months is within the realm of reasonable in a vacuum, uh, speaking of Roger's charges and, and, the, and the resulting sentence. But the witness tampering charge was put into Roger Stone's indictment for the purpose of attempting to coerce a plea to the lying to Congress charge. His lawyers knew that charge carried much more risk in terms of sentencing. The ideal was, basically, if you plead guilty to lying to Congress, we will pull this bogus coercion charge. 
Now, coercing, basically the witness tampering charge was to coerce him uh, into pleading guilty. Um, and he goes on. So you include that charge as sort of a, I dare you to go to trial and take that chance kind of thing. Without that charge, the maximum exposure for Stone was probably around 12 to 18 months. So that tells you what a game changer it was. And Berman Jackson knew that too. This is coming from uh, a Twitter friend of mine who is, I believe, a, a, a deputy U.S. attorney, a former deputy U.S. attorney now in the defense game. And Berman Jackson knew that. There is very little new under the sun with this kind of stuff. She knew the guideline for that charge was going to have a wildly disproportionate impact on the uh, on the uh, range of sentencing. What she did in going down from going from seventy down to forty is what I would have expected from just about any judge, not just Amy Berman Jackson. Keep in mind, she probably sentenced. Uh, 400 to 500 defendants every single year. The thinking process the judges go through in approaching these questions really becomes pretty much second nature. And when you make enough appearances before a specific judge, you can predict what they're going to do based on all the times you've seen them confront, confront similar cases in the past. This guy on Twitter is very pro-Trump and, and very pro-Roger, actually. And he said, this is just the reality. And, and my PR firm does a lot of litigation communications. We work with a lot of lawyers, a lot of law firms. And I recognize this guy as being a bright uh, uh, a level of input. And uh, he goes on. I actually don't know his name. I, I would recommend you follow him. His name is Shipwrecked Crew. Shipwrecked Crew. At Shipwrecked Crew. Very, very bright analysis. I think she just might grant the new trial motion on juror misconduct. Let's go back from it. That comes from shipwreck crew. Guy, I think is very bright. Let's talk for a minute about this request for a new trial. Actually, you know what? I want to get to that after this. I'm going to get myself a glass of water. You get yourself a beer. I'm on a diet and I'm not, dr not drinking the hops. Sorry. And one of the reasons why I'm so motivated is all I'm really drinking is coffee. And I'm freaking starving myself to death. Trying to lose weight. I, I my, my film, uh, The Ukraine Hoax, came out on OAN, One American News, and I watched it and I said, who is that fat guy? <laughs> so I'm on a diet, ladies and gentlemen. I am I'm going to drop LBs and see if I can stay in the documentary film game. Uh, but I'll be right back. I want to talk to you about the new trial motion. This is all firsthand stuff. I hope you're interested uh, again, remember, it's stillstandingpodcast.com. You can sign up for my podcast. Don't forget, my book is out on Amazon, The Ukraine Hoax, H-O-A-X, by Michael Caputo. Michael R. Caputo, The Ukraine Hoax. We'll talk about the book in a minute, uh, but you've heard me talk about it for a little while. Be right back. Get yourself a beer. Still standing. Still standing. We'll be right back with Michael Caputo. Welcome back to Still Standing. This is Michael Caputo. Appreciate you sticking around. Hope you got yourself a beer. I got myself a glass of water. I really appreciate you listening in. I'm talking about the Stone sentencing, the sentencing of Roger Stone, the longtime aide and friend of Donald Trump, and also uh, one of my dearest friends. Um, it's been a wild ride. Yeah, it has. 
Uh, it's hard to even think about what happened to my family uh, when I think about the Stone family. Uh, what happened to my family is nothing compared to what's happened to Roger and Nidia. Audrey and Scott are kids, grandkids. Uh, Nidia and Roger are going to be a great-grandparent, actually, next month, which is God bless them. But I, before I get into the rest of this, I want to talk about Roger's uh, attorney's move for a uh, motion for a mistrial, new trial. But uh, the people who support this this uh, little experiment we call still standing, uh, not much of an experiment anymore. We're at, like, I think this is a 59th episode. That's a lot of weeks, man. And considering I think I missed three weeks because of my book and film, uh, 50 episode 59. So we've been doing this well over a year. That's crazy. Crazy. I can't even imagine that. I didn't think I, and, and by the way, we, you know, this has not grown into a huge juggernaut. This is not like, you know, uh, the Joe Rogan experience. This is the Michael Caputo, uh, little gang. And each one of you is so important to me. We're growing, we're growing well. Uh, but you know, there are some, I've actually just started getting into podcasts myself. I really like them, and I I, I learn a lot when I listen to them. And uh, I hope I actually add some value to your lives. I know you wouldn't listen if I didn't. And I really appreciate the financial support we get at Patreon.com, which is another place you can listen to Still Standing. Our Patreon donors, we consider our producer, our executive producers, people like John Seifert, uh, Henry Watazic. Uh, Susan Havey, Sonia Carlin, Thomas Fulton, Samantha Lynn. Hi, Samantha. All these people really make it possible. We, we really appreciate it. If you want to get on board with us as an executive producer, go to patreon.com, search up Still Standing. Jack Bromwich as an executive producer, Jordan Gustomsky, Susan Stevens, Julie. Thank you, Julie. Uh, Brian Pizdurski, Patty Freeling, Bill Grant, Mark Berry, Gary Stokes, Brent Sheehan, Mar Brian Mangus, Catherine Barzicki, Frank Butry, Scott McRae, Stephen Flaminio. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, Denise Vasallo, Dijon. Denise, you and your husband are very good friends. Thank you so much for supporting Still Standing. The, uh, the podcast goes on, uh, and we were talking about uh, some comments that I, in an exchange I had with a guy on Twitter. He's actually not a big, doesn't have a big following yet. Uh, he should. Uh, he's really bright. Uh, like I said, he's, a, I think he's an assistant U.S. attorney who's gone recently into the defense counsel world, criminal defense. He's been watching Roger Stone very closely. Also uh, a big Trump fan. Um, he's not a sycophant. Uh, he's also a very defensive of Roger. Uh, but he's not a stone butt kisser. You know, I mean, he's an independent thinker, and he talks about this defense motion for a mistrial. I'm going to tell you about that and get into what Shipwrecked Crew says. I wish I knew his real name. <laughs> At Shipwrecked Crew on Twitter. Um, so there was a, uh, in the trial in November, I was there for voir dire when they select jurors and the defense and the prosecution gets to interview the potential jurors. They bring in about a hundred. They narrow it down to a you know, baker's dozen so that they have some alternates in order to come in if somebody gets sick or something happens, an emergency, and one has to leave. I was there when they were interviewing them, and there was this uh, African-American woman with a shaved head. 
um, who said, uh, oh, very cheery, very uh, kind of on a on a charm offensive. And uh, she said she had run for Congress in Tennessee, uh, where she ran and made me think, of course, that she's a Democrat. And uh, that she might run again someday, you know. And But when asked by the judge, she said that she didn't actually know much about Roger Stone, didn't think much about Roger Stone, thought she could stand in judgment of uh, a Trump associate, uh, you know, put the partisanship out of her mind, no problem. And the judge's uh, jury questionnaire nailed that down a little bit more. And uh, I looked at her when I heard she was a candidate for Congress. In fact, that, that day... Um, I went out and talked to a camera about this woman. She's a problem. You know, this former candidate for Congress, it's a problem. But they didn't strike her, the defense. And, the uh, you know, of course, the prosecution would want someone uh, who is clearly, very clearly a Democrat who is a politician as well. Well, the, she got in. Uh, when I saw her in the jury box after Voidir was over, I was shocked. I, so I just kind of like watched her through the whole trial. Trial lasted several days two weeks, over two weeks, several days through two weeks. And, uh, when the jury went out, she, the, the, uh, the, the, the jury was considering, uh, the, you know, what, you know, the verdict of Roger Stone, she came back or they came back all the jurors and the judge, Jane, uh, or uh, Amy Berman Jackson appointed by Barack Obama. She said, you know, Madam Foreman, do you have a, a verdict? And up stood the former Democrat candidate for Congress, shave-headed African-American woman who I'd been watching the whole time. And she was careful, by the way, didn't make a bunch of, you know, you know, squinty-eyed looks. I mean, she was, but she was listening very intently. And I, I just kept an eye on her. There were some times when I thought she was showing a bit of emotion when things were discussed, a bit of reaction. Uh, you do that when you're in a trial, I guess. You pick one juror and you watch. So she stands up, and I'm like to myself, I thought, that's a problem. The Democrat candidate for Congress stood in as a jury foreman over charges against a man lying to Congress, the body that she wished to join. She never should have been on this jury. But she had told the judge and both sides of the of the bench that, that she could definitely stand in judgment uh, without showing any bias uh, against the Trump associate. Then come to find out after these prosecutors made this big dramatic exit, you know, we're going to quit rather than be pushed around by, by AG Barr. Aaron Zelensky, if you're listening, you're such a punk. <laughs> uh. Uh, Aaron Zelensky is the, the former prosecutor who quit because his superiors were telling him what to do, what not to do, because he doesn't think he has any bosses. Uh, Aaron Zelensky was the guy who, pros who uh, prosecuted Roger and interrogated me, trying to get me so that I would turn on Roger for no reason, of course. There was nothing to turn on. So Zelensky and his cohorts quit. His resistance crew quit. These new prosecutors come in. Uh, and uh, this f Madam Forewoman, or Foreperson, or just Foreman, thank you, uh, speaks up on Facebook. Oh, my God. I was the jury foreman, and and I have to defend these prosecutors who have quit. They were honorable people, ran a fair trial, blah, blah, blah. 
And she wanted to stand up and take him out. She'd been keeping quiet too long, she said. Right? Keeping quiet too long. Amazing. You know? Keep it quiet too long. She really wants to run for Congress again. She thought she could get a piece of Roger Stone and ride it back into the House of Representatives, maybe. And so that lit her up. And uh, her name was suddenly out there, Tamika Hart. And who gets a hold of that, of course, but Mike Cernovich. Pretty remarkable guy, if you ask me. I know people think he's alt-right or whatever. I think it's all crap. Mike Cernovich, to me, is a really remarkable guy. A very bright attorney. Uh, got great. I, I just love the way he thinks. He's not a, a Trump butt kisser at all. He likes Trump. But he calls out Trump when he doesn't agree with him. Very, very big following on Twitter. Again, that's Cernovich, C-E-R-N-O-V-I-C-H, if you haven't followed him. And he writes in his, uh, uh, apparently Cernovich, he goes and he checks Tamika on Twitter, finds Tamika Hart's account, goes through it and finds all these posts pre-trial and even during the trial that were anti-Trump, calling, if you support Trump, any Trump associate, you're all racists. How an African-American woman who thinks that someone she's judging or standing in judgment over is a racist can think she can be unbiased? Of course, it's a lie. She snuck her way onto the jury and then be managed to finesse it so she could be jury foreperson. By the way, she was a foreman once before, right? Sound interesting to you? How does she go from one trial to the next, become a foreman, sneak her way in by lying, in Voidir. Well, because of the fact that we discovered we had a lieutenant of the resistance sitting in the foreman's chair at the, on this, on Roger Stone's jury, Rogers, you know, uh, lawyers did the smart thing. They said we need, that's a mistrial. Obviously she, she manipulated the process and, and we think that she's corrupted the process. Ulterior motives from the very beginning. They asked for a mistrial. Well, the judge, uh, uh, had a conference call last week before sentencing, said she was going to go ahead with sentencing, but she's not going to put Roger in jail until she decides on the mistrial filing from the Stone team. So Shipra Crew writes to me, he says, I think Judge Amy Berman Jackson just might grant the new trial motion on juror misconduct. And I expect even if she doesn't, she will likely allow Roger Stone to remain free on bond while he appeals that issue and others, because that is a serious issue. And the remedy, if he prevails on appeal, is a new trial. So if she, if she does not grant him a new trial and he appeals it, it's a very strong appeal by any stretch of the imagination. Roger Stone goes from an iffy appeal, which would probably have landed him in jail while he awaited appeal, appeal to a rather strong appeal. And in that case, it's normal for a judge to let somebody on appeal sit out of jail and not, and, uh, and fight their appeal. Uh, and the, and the, if they win appeal, Stone gets a new trial. Prosecution have to decide whether or not they want to go forward and, and, and try it again. Oftentimes they don't, or sometimes they don't. How interesting. So he, this shipwreck crew thinks that she will grant the trial motion, the new trial motion, because if he appeals, she's going to keep him out of jail anyway. And if he wins his appeal, he gets a new trial. So cut to the chase. Give him a new trial. The trial will be some months in the in, in front, you know, down the way. I guess he says, shipwreck crew says, 
who remain free on bond while Stone appeals that issue and others because that is a serious issue, this juror. And the remedy, if he prevails on appeal, is a new trial. Those are the requirements for being granted bond while appealing a convention. That's interesting, right? So Roger Stone, because this resistance lieutenant who snuck her way onto the jury, stood up and you know beat her chest because she wanted some infamy. Some, no, she wanted to be worshipped, as most of these resistance people do, these social justice warriors do. They want to be worshipped. And, and, you know, she had to speak up. Well, she blew it. She gave grounds for a mistrial and grounds for appeal if they don't grant the mistrial. Thanks to Tamika Hart, Roger Stone's not going to go to jail until he's, you know, exhausts his appeal. So that, what does that say to me? I believe Donald Trump is, uh, President Donald Trump is going to pardon Roger Stone. Roger's family and friends have asked me to stand up as a kind of a point of contact for the White House during this pardon process. I'm happy to do it if that's the way the White House wants to go. The White House, everybody I know the White House says these pardons emanate from the president himself. There is nobody out, there's no pardon committee. This is all the president. So really, you know, the president's known Roger Stone for 35 years. He wants to talk to him. He knows his number. <laughs> but the president also knows my number. And I'm happy to help if I can. So the president now has time. Sometime. The president said yesterday that he's going to wait out the judicial process on Roger. And I think that's probably what he has to do. He's up for re-election. But if, in fact, Roger gets caught up in this and then the judge tries to send him to jail before the election, watch this. She may do it after Labor Day, put him in jail after Labor Day so that Donald Trump is forced to pardon him in the height of his reelection battle to dare him to do it because most pardons, controversial pardons, don't happen until after the election day. So watch Amy Berman Jackson. She may have this resolve, schedule out the hearings on mistrial, etc. until right before the election. So Donald Trump has to pardon him and impact his reelection. That's interesting. Uh, a shipwreck crew goes on, and I, I want you to look at this. Uh, I think there was a bit of subte subtext that was not spoken by Judge Amy Berman Jackson, but it was. If I was Roger's lawyer, I would tell him she just proved what by what she did that she's not out to screw you over. Don't pay attention to what she said for public consumption. Pay attention to what she did 40 months. And if we get a new trial ordered by either her or the appeals court, take that into consideration before you go off and do or say something foolish. Who? Interesting, right? There is nothing to be gained, Shipwreck Crew says, by needlessly antagonizing the judge presiding over your trial. Yes, Obama appointed her, and George W. Bush appointed her husband to a Commerce Department spot during his administration. So how about keeping your mouth shut and letting the lawyer do his job, letting his own lawyers do his job? Uh, so Shipwreck Crew is, you know, like I said, he's pro-Stone, pro-Trump. And thinks the DOJ is really messed up. But he's like, Roger, and by the way, <laughs> Caputo, shut up. Let her do her work. I have been out there beating her up a little bit. I've been celebrating the presidents, and 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 I was on Tucker Carlson last night celebrating Tucker's, uh, you know, agreeing with Tucker's criticisms of, Jub, of Judge Amy Berman Jackson. It's interesting. 
I now, according to Shipwreck Crew, I should be quiet, and I get it. I understand what he's saying, and I'm going to try maybe, right? I got to think about this. He's a very bright guy, and I've appreciated his input. Uh, he thinks that the uh, the prosecution of Roger Stone was a complete abuse of the process. I agree with him. Um, he says, I agree. Uh, he thinks that it was vindictive by the special counsel's office once they realized they were not going to get you know, a prosecutable case against anyone relating to the Russia-Trump collusion that they went after Stone anyway. Stone was really hurt by the pledge by Barr. This is really interesting. Stone was really hurt by the pledge Barr had to give at his confirmation as attorney general to allow all the special counsel prosecutions to play out in the Russia investigation without interference. He made that pledge, if you remember, when he was being interviewed by the Senate, confirmed in his job as the attorney general member of the cabinet. Interesting idea. Stone was really hurt by that, he says. But for that, if not for that, he might have stepped in, A.G. Barr, and stopped the, the Stone case in some manner because it's a complete abuse of the process. The idea of prosecuting Stone for lying to Congress when Clapper, James Clapper and John Brennan, CIA director and uh, DNI under Obama, have both been caught red-handed lying to Congress, but were not prosecuted. It's outrageous that Roger is being prosecuted, and he's right, and he thinks Mueller would have done something if not for the fact that he had pledged to do nothing. Oh, my. Imagine that. There are so many errors or mistakes, unintended. You know, I was sitting there yesterday in the hearing, and the sentencing hearing, and the judge was correcting spelling errors in the prosecutor's memo <coughs> that was recommending seven to nine years. Correcting spelling errors, and they referred to the wrong law in the code. I think you actually mean stroke two slash five. It's like, well, no, what they actually wrote was this. You know, and it's wrong. You should just strike it because it's wrong. But she's actually correcting their brief. I guess that's okay. Sounds weird to me. I'm not an expert in this stuff. But I, 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 I listen to people like shipwreck crew. I listen to people uh, who 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 give me input. I appreciate that input. It informs what I'm talking about on on. Uh, on television, on radio. Honestly, though, ladies and gentlemen, Washington, D.C. is done. Washington, D.C. as a district, as a judicial district, it's toxic, destructive, uh, demonstrably unfair to, to Republicans. Completely. Stone's trial, if it is granted, should be moved out of Washington. That's the only way to give him a fighting chance. And there should be a new trial. Corruption, malice, ulterior motive of this juror. Judge Berman Jackson should be appalled at what that juror did. That took place in her courtroom, on her watch. She had an obligation to determine what exactly took place. She has an obligation. The judge should direct the Department of Justice to undertake an immediate and very fast, you know, quick deadline investigation into the foreman's behavior. From her selection as a juror to her maneuvering to become the uh, the jury foreman to all the tweets she wrote that show that she's a lieutenant of the resistance. 
And if Berman Jackson doesn't grant Roger Stone his new trial, uh, she needs to uh, grant a, a motion for bail uh, pending his appeal because he's going to have an appeal based on this stupid juror. That'll keep him out of custody for, custody for 12 to 18 months. That gives the president some time to breathe. Time to breathe. It's crazy. Well, that's where I, my head's at after the uh, the Roger Stone sentencing. Uh, in case you wondered, Roger and I still are not able to talk. I can't even look at his face. Uh, if the, anybody from the prosecution sees us winking or hand motioning anything, we're done. We, we were warned that that would count as communication. We'll both go to jail. And the judge did not lift the, 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 the court order under seal that explains uh, that I am that Roger is not to speak to me. So it's been 13 months since I spoke to one of my very best friends. I stand right by him. I support him for a pardon. I urge you to go to freerogerstone.com, freerogerstone.com, and sign a petition. That is a petition that we put up there, me and uh, the people, other people were on this ad hoc committee to pardon Roger Stone. Because we know that the petitions that were out there trying to gather signatures for Roger were being jammed up by the platforms, you know, Facebook, Twitter. Even Google wasn't sending any traffic to the White House website where Roger Stone's petition is. And they only have 15,000 signatures. You think only 15,000 uh, Trump supporters support a pardon for Roger? Of course not. Google is throttling traffic there, meaning cutting, you know, basically not allowing people to see the petition. There are no results for it when you search for it. We designed magapetition.org. Actually, I didn't. I I'm stand on the shoulders of some very bright people uh, who are behind it. Actually, a person who I think is a genius in uh, in uh, in IT, things of this nature. Uh, he's the one I refer to and talk to when I ask him to define what actually happened at the DNC with their servers and things like that. Um, I want to say his name. I don't know if he's going to give me – he's on the Roger Stone uh, pardon committee. He and his wife, they're great people. They're all over social media. You may have heard of them. But he designed this for results, and he's got 170,000 signatures. We're trying to get to a half million at freerogerstone.com. So I, I, I implore you, if you support the bail – I'm sorry, the pardon for Roger Stone, we want him pardoned now. The president has everything he needs to pardon him right now. There is so much news about Roger Stone getting a pardon. Everybody says it's going to happen that it's totally baked into the re-election. There is no downside to giving Roger Stone the pardon that he deserves. There is a downside if you don't. Just saying freerogerstone.com. Go to freerogerstone.com, give us a signature, and we'll keep in touch with you and tell you what's going on. And, you know, Roger, I'm sure, knows what's going on at magapetition.org, which, you know, freerogerstone.com will get you to MAGA petitions. It's a great uh, website, very cool, uh, very simple, uh, but it gets cuts right through all the bullshit on Facebook and Twitter and Google, and, and they're now sending traffic. We're getting a 1,000 signatures an hour. Uh, we need to get more than that if we want to get to 5 million. I need to be able to make the case of the president that Roger Stone has support, and so if you support him, please sign the petition at freerogerstone.com. Remember, remember that you can listen to my podcast at stillstandingpodcast.com. My book, The Ukraine Hoax, is now available 
on uh, on Amazon. I'm very proud. It's a breaking news paperback. It's a companion piece to my OAN documentary by the same name, The Ukraine Hoax. OAN investigates the Ukraine hoax. Hour-long documentary, which you can get. But go to the Amazon website for The Ukraine Hoax and pick up my book. Help me out. You know, I want I, this is my first book. I've got another one under contract I'm writing right now. Very different, but this is this will inform you on everything that's going on in Ukraine. Why the president is right for to ask for investigations. Why Hunter Biden is already in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. Stuff's happening to Hunter Biden right now that I know about that I can't talk about. Hunter Biden's in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. He's under investigation. We'll talk about that next time as I pick up the the plot line of the Ukraine hoax. Thanks for sitting through this. We'll talk about that, the Biden stuff and the Ukraine hoax next week. Uh, Thanks for listening in. Roger Stone's sentencing was tough, man. I I hated going through it. I I behaved this time, but I went outside, by the way, and some, you know, resistance puke ran up. You know, I walked by him. He says, like, screw you. Caputo didn't say screw, said the F word. I turned to him and I said, you better hurry up. The soup kitchen's closing. (laughs) Because I don't really give a crap about these people. He turns around, runs at me, and smacks me in the head uh, while knocking off my hat. I turned around, slammed him against a, an SUV, and I lined him up for a right straight on to his nose. I wanted to break that fucking guy's nose. And I thought to myself, <laughs> that may not be a good idea. And somebody tapped me on my shoulder. And he said, Caputo, you're just going to jail for that. I turned around, and it was a proud boy. I don't know these guys very well. I've met a couple of them. You know, proud boys have got a a pretty tough reputation. When a guy who's got a reputation for liking fighting says, hey, dude, don't fight, you know you shouldn't fight, right? (laughs) So I didn't punch the guy. I wanted to break his nose. I I didn't. Breaking, that would have been a dumb, just about as dumb as standing up and not not refusing to stand up during a verdict. What a, yeah. I got to control myself or I'm going to end up hurting Roger Stone's chances for a pardon. I got to behave. So I didn't hit the guy. I just picked up my hat. I knocked his hat off. He picked up his hat. I picked up mine. We went on. It's been an interesting week. Next week, we talk Ukraine. We talk Ukraine hoax. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Remember, stillstandingpodcast.com. <laughs>